Welcome back to the North Florida Wrestling Show, where the conversation never leaves the map. We have a great Jason Squared episode for you today, as Jason Westlager is back on the show, and he's brought a friend. Mastermind behind the revolutionary Warp Zone software, Jason Layton, joins us in predicting the future. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us back here at the North Florida Wrestling Show. As always, I'm Jordan Cohn. Here with me, as always, Mr. John Cohn. What a week it has been, starting out with the director and lead instructor out of the Knightsville Wrestling Academy, telling us all about the new facility and the Coach Connor BB Camp coming up November 11th through 13th out of the new facility. And then that amazing and emotional ride with Coach Clay Allen of Florida High on Wednesday. We've been so lucky that all these amazing people have given us their time and given the North Florida wrestling fans their time and stories. Um, yeah, it's been it's been awesome, man. I'm so glad that we've been able to keep this rolling, Dad. What do you what did you think about this last week? Well, still, I'm I'm just amazed that um, you know with the amount of support that we've had and the great guests that we've had on, and it, it's a treat to listen to um, different people's perspectives and their experiences and philosophies and. And um, I just hope this thing continues. I, I know we have a great episode in store today with um, the two Jasons on to share what they have going on. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, this is going to be a fun episode. We have with us today a great duo that's doing a lot to really ratchet up the numbers and level of competition in North Florida and across the nation. First, we would like to welcome back a friend of the show, owner and operator of Grappling House in Tallahassee, Florida, Mr. Jason Westlager. You caught us off guard with how much we were really going to love you on um, that first episode, so we had definitely know we had to have you back so we could get to know you a little better, bit better and go into your bio. Welcome back, sir. How have you been, my friend? I've been good. We, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on again. Uh, it was a good experience first time, and you know I've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of different people that have listened to your show, um, not just my episode, but uh, other episodes, and you guys are doing a really good thing for our area, so uh, appreciate that. Um, I'll just jump in very quickly to kind of what's been going on in the last week here um, with my club and uh, North Florida in general. So we, Grappling House, took a team over to Lake City, which was the first war zone, uh, the first kind of foray into war zone over towards the middle side of the state there. Uh, we had just about 100 kids compete. We were in and out by 1 p.m. The entire tournament was done by one. Every kid got 4.27 matches each in the two hours. Um, we, we got a number of exhibitions in afterwards. We, uh, we got a lot of good wrestling done. I'm just going to kind of run down club highlights for my kids. Uh, Gavin Frady, who's, I believe, a second grader, finished 5-2 and two and won a gold medal. Weston Middleton went 4-1 and one and got gold. Bear Weselowski was 4-0 and oh and got gold. Jasper Kroom wrestled eight times. He went 7-1. and one. His, his one loss was to his teammate uh, with about a 15-pound difference, who's next here. Keaton Ellis went 5-1. and one. Um, Him and Jasper had a 12-10 battle that was back and forth to the wire, so that was uh, good to see them guys get out there and go at it. And then we had Kerry Weslowski also finish 5-0. and um, We took 12 kids. We had 10 medals, uh, which in Warzone's terms are at least two wins. And then as a team overall, we were 40 wins and 18 losses on the day. Uh, I 
was pretty pleased with it. It, it was really nice to go over to uh, another side of the state that we don't always see kids from over there and uh, have some pretty good results. And, and uh, you know, we, we made – we did a lot of things right. We did some things wrong. And what's nice about my team is they've kind of been uh, – They've kind of, it's kind of been pounded into their heads that when you make a mistake, you, you lose a match, you immediately seek out a coach, you find out what you did wrong, how you, how you can improve in the future. And uh, we had all of our kids doing that, you know, the amount of different things on the side that we were going over the finer points of leg riding and, you know, cross wrist tilt, you had the arm placement wrong, little things like that, just kind of really, uh, really fine tuning with those guys. So Yep, so that was a great tournament. Um, next thing I want to mention, uh, you guys probably know this, you may not, but I want to give a shout-out to one of our Panhandle kids. He's actually an Alabama boy, um, but he competes in every Panhandle event we have. He trains down at Well Trained with Ryan Blackwell, and that's uh, Colton Palmer. Traveled up to, I, I, I forget exactly where, I think it was Iowa, uh, for the USA Preseason Nationals. I think he had a bracket of 60-some kids, and uh, he made it all the way to the semis. He lost uh, a heartbreaker in the semis, and he dropped back down into the consies and uh, reeled off two big wins and, and finished third in the country. Uh, I believe he's 10 or 11. I'm going to guess his weight somewhere in between 60 to 70 pounds. Uh, but he really, really did a, did a very good job. Um, I followed his tournament through his dad, Matt, on Facebook, posting videos and things like that. And it, it was good to see a kid that we see all the time and who's been trained here in the panhandle with Ryan over at, at Well Trained. Um, it was really good to see, you know, our, our name put on the map a little bit with that. Um, and then one other thing I kind of want to mention, it's been all over our Panhandle Wrestling Club Association uh, board. Um, but we, I say we, Coach Marcelo Alcantar at, at Panda has really, really taken the reins, and he's put together a Panhandle All-Star team. Um, they competed last year at – I forget exactly where they competed, but they did a couple duels last year as K through 12. This year they're doing uh, the Bear up in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, December 3rd and 4th. I know initially he had all the spots filled. Some have opened up. Uh, if anybody out there is listening, if you have any kid, K through 12, girl or boy, they are looking for spots. Um, I think there's probably 10 to 12 spots available. They have literally, you know, K through 1 teams, 2 through 3 teams. They have an, a girls only team. They have a high school team, junior high team. Um, he's put together a really uh, nice little coaching staff to go up and, and support these kids. And it gives the panhandle an opportunity to kind of get to see what's out there on a national level, right? So for this bear, you know, there's teams from 20-plus states coming down for this thing. Um, it, it's really good for our kids to get outside of our direct area and, you know, really see how the top kids carry themselves, how they warm up, what their pre- and post-match routines are, you know, how they're taking it seriously, and, and kind of see what the culture is on a national level. Uh, and in turn, that'll help them in North Florida. So if you've got anybody... Uh, on your club teams, your high school teams, anything like that that wants to get uh, some good wrestling in, reach out to Coach Marcelo at Panda, and he'll uh, he'll let you know what spots you have open. Um, the the last little note I have here before we kind of jump into uh, I know Jordan's got an itinerary here. Um, 
the next event that we have coming up in the Panhandle is November 19th at North Bay Haven. It will be a Rapid Brackets tournament, which I believe we're going to talk about a little bit in the uh, remaining of this episode here with Mr. Layton. Uh, it is K through 12, and Jordan will like this. We have an open division as well. Uh, it's going to be run by Wesley Lumpkin over at Gulf Coast Grapplers, as well as Zane Turnipseed at North Bay Haven. So it uh, should be a good event. Uh, the last tournament at North Bay Haven had about 150 kids. Uh, we're expecting the same uh, and hopefully more. So we've got some good things coming up in the future here. I know both them cats over there, Wesley Lumpkin and Zane Turnipseed, and I love what they're doing. Um, I was actually, I, we lived in Panama City right when Wesley was getting his uh, academy started over there, and I got to train with him, you know, a little bit, wrestle around with some of the guys that he has, and I was, you know, extremely impressed. So I'm, I'm very, I was actually going to ask you, I was going to ask about that. I looked at it and I saw that on our schedule over at Niceville Wrestling Academy, and I was like, it says grappling, so I wonder if they're going to have an open division, and you, you definitely just made my day, so I'm pretty pumped about that one. I'm going to have to get in shape and put the shoes on. That's it. You got, uh, you got yourself about 18 days to get yourself battle ready. That's all right. I got, I, got 18 minute, I got 18 days to get, like, you know, four or five minutes out of this body. I can do it. <laughs> no doubt. But and so I'm excited for this guy that I know that, that we actually were able to get on the show through you, uh, Coach Westlogger. And, and so for the first time on the show, we'd like to welcome someone who is really working hard to change the game. You may have participated in one of his revolutionary Warzone tournaments or may have even seen him on his popular wrestling reality show, The Grind. But you're going to meet him right here today on the North Florida Wrestling Show, two-time All-American and CEO of Warzone Wrestling Competitions, all the way from Long Island, Mr. Jason Layton. How you doing, Mr. Layton, even though you are in St. Petersburg, I think you said. Correct, Coach? Uh, life is great. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I'm currently vacationing in St. Petersburg, Florida, so I'm not too far from you guys. And uh, I'm happy to be down here, happy to be working. So thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man, we appreciate you having me. It's definitely, the weather's a lot better down in uh, St. Petersburg than it is up in New York, for sure. Tell me about um, it. So, uh, the big question, man, how, so how did, um, how, you know, how did you come up with this whole, this whole uh, Warzone tournament? How did you get it down to, to Florida, you know, where wrestling isn't as popular? How did you get in touch with Jason? You guys tell me that story. I, I've been extremely interested since the last week. Uh, you want me to start, Jason, or you want to go first? I, I can start. Um, yeah, so I, I'll kind of back up a, a little bit and kind of give you a, a rundown of how I even got to Florida. So I grew up in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, uh, WPIAL wrestling, which is you know, culturally very, wrestling's very much a way of life up there. Um, so I wrestled there, uh, wrestled into college. I got hurt in college. Got an opportunity to uh, to get into coaching. I, uh, I coached at a school called Fort LaBeouf as an assistant uh, during college. Was fortunate enough to uh, win a state title with them. Um, then I got into wrestling down in. Uh, I went back home. Got in with my alma mater. Um, I coached there for eight years. Was again fortunate enough that that we won a WPIAL title. 
and uh, we we had a lot of good results. The the final year that I was coaching there, we had eleven kids uh, get Division one scholarships out of fourteen starters. So we uh, we had some really good teams. Um, and the side of that, I was running a wrestling club uh, that also had jujitsu, mixed martial arts, uh, yoga. We had we had a lot of different things. Seventy five hundred square foot building. Uh, my girlfriend at the time got a job offer in Tallahassee. Uh, she's now my wife, and we've got four kids. Um, but she got a job offer in Tallahassee, and we moved on down here. At that point in my life, I was done with wrestling. Uh, I, I had sold off my half of the business up north to my business partner. And I was just ready to live life, uh, a normal life, without the grind of wrestling on the side of my day job. Um, by accident, I got into wrestling back down here. I was doing jujitsu uh, at a place here in Tallahassee, and I ran into a dad whose son was very successful in jujitsu, um, but he'd never wrestled before, and he was trying to start for uh, he was trying to get into Lincoln's wrestling team. Um, that kid was Caden Beavis, who just uh, accepted a Division One scholarship up into Binghamton, uh, up in New York, actually, coincidentally. Um, I started out by doing private lessons with him. More and more people started asking for private lessons, and it just kind of spiraled into a wrestling club, uh, which is now known as Grappling House, where we've now got 82 kids four years later, and, and things have uh, done pretty good. So with that, I had never run a tournament before in my life. Um, I, I attended tons of them, and I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and right around COVID time, I had been, you know, speaking to, to Mr. Layton via Facebook Messenger here and there about just random things. I'd been a fan of the grind and a fan of, you know, uh, of uh, Warzone through the grind. And I'd watched all of his uh, curriculum videos and all of those things. And I just reached out to him and I said, hey, we, you know, COVID happened. We don't really have a lot of wrestling tournaments, though we're allowed. Can we, uh, can we look into one of these war zones? And he said, yeah. So the only thing is I'm not really sure how to run it. I'd, I'd love it if you could fly down and help me. Um, yeah, I can't believe you talked me into that, began... Jack. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so Leighton flew down. He helped to run the first one, the very first one. I think we had 168 kids. You know, everybody got to do the four to five matches apiece in two hours. Uh, and it was kind of a light bulb moment. Like this is going to change youth and middle school wrestling for the better long term. So from there, uh, I, I was super interested in the format and super interested in spreading the format throughout North Florida because I saw the value in it. And and you know, I, I grew up in a place where the wrestling culture is it's massive. It, you know, up north it's wrestling, then football, then basketball, and and all the other things. Whereas down here, you know. You kind of have uh, you kind of have a lot of other sports that take priority. So I saw the value in spreading it around North Florida, and um, we started running a bunch of these. We did the spring series last year. I think to date we've run about 13, 12 or thirteen, uh, either war zone or rapid bracket events. And at at some point there, I basically just started telling Layton, um, "Hey, if you ever need somebody from the marketing side of it." Uh, it's what I do for a living. Uh, I spent seven years as a digital marketing specialist um, for a civil engineering firm in Pittsburgh, um, and that was my degree in college as well, uh, business marketing. And so I basically kept throwing it out there to him, hey, if you ever need anybody, if you ever need anybody, let me know. 
it eventually got to the point where he needed somebody, and, and now I'm in the, uh, the position of director of growth for Warzone, Rapid Brackets, the, the official company's Wrestling Reimagined. Um, but that's kind of how we met. I, uh, I just reached out and said, your format looks cool, come on down, and he came down, and you know, one thing turned into another, and now we're working together hand-in-hand hand most days. So, Jay, good. you asked me that very first that after that very first event if you could if you could work with us and uh at the time you know i didn't <laughs> know you well enough yet you know i was like all right well you did a good job as a tournament director but i'm not i'm not ready to you know further the relationship and then jason just crushed sure. it as far as organizing the other local teams in the community uh to running different events so uh we've i've worked with a lot of different tournament directors throughout the country and he has definitely been the most successful at kind of like uniting the other tribes. Um, so, you know, after he had ran like seven or eight, it was like obvious, you know, I, I seen, I've seen his marketing chops. I figured, you know what, uh, here's a guy who gets it, who believes in the mission and is definitely professional and good at his job. Uh, if we're going to bring someone on, this should be the guy to do it. And uh, I'm really happy with what we've done so far, Jay. Agreed. Yep. It's been pretty great so far. So, so, Jordan, you want to hear a little bit about how Warzone came about? Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm super curious because it's like one of those things where once I saw it and saw the format and saw, I'm like, this should have been the way it's been run, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you know? So it's one of those things where it seems so simple, but I'm sure there like is a massive amount of like mathematics behind it, like Jason was saying on the, uh, the last episode. Yes, sir. There is, there is a ton of math. Uh, in Warzone and in Rapid Brackets. There's probably even more in Rapid Brackets. Um, but here's how it came about. They were kind of, uh, it's kind of the intersection of two different things. For one, I am a really big chess player. And chess is like, you know, it's a game that's over a thousand years old. Um, and it was kind of slowly dying as, you know, towards the modern world. But with the uh, proliferation of the internet, um, and online chess, it all of a sudden got super popular again and is more popular than ever before. And online chess is so popular because you can just press a button and immediately you're in a game with someone who's just as good as you. That's why it's so cool. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or an expert. You're right away going to be only playing against people as good as you and there's no like wait time. So I play online chess and I, I, I play every day and I played every day for a long time. Um, but I never had the idea that anything like that could be done for wrestling. On the other side, um, I run an academy in Long Island. Uh, I've got lots of kids who I work with, and it's a logical step that we're going to start running tournaments. Um, and I had seen the way tournaments had been ran on Long Island. And it was, it was the best for what they could do, uh, but it was still pretty poor formatting. And the way it worked was, Every kid would register, uh, and they would submit their weight, and then they would submit coach's rating, uh, and then the tournament director would look at the list of everybody and try to make these like little four-man round-robin brackets. So the problem is, and I, I don't think it was always a problem, I think that once online registration came out, coaches got a little lazy and said, hey, parents, here's how you sign your kids up. And as a result, that field called coaches rating became parents rating. Uh, and with the parents rating their own kids, the 
accuracy of those rating levels got really bad and kind of the system collapsed. Um, and I didn't know this uh, because when I'd go to tournaments, you know, sometimes I'd see kids being mismatched and it sucked and it was, you know, I didn't want to really bring my beginners to a tournament because if they get mismatched, they might get smashed on and might quit the sport. Um, so it was like I'd have to be careful of who I selected to bring. You know, I didn't want to bring someone before they were ready. So eventually I began running tournaments and I really saw the problem the very first time that I ran an event. So I got all the registration information and I'm going through it and I see one of my wrestlers who had won states in second grade. He was now a third grader and his skill level was written down as a two from a scale of one to five where one is the worst and five is the best. And I was like, geez, this kid's a state champion. Why is he only marked down as a two? Uh, and I asked his dad, and his dad said, well, I would have put him at a five if he was in the second grade division, but he's, not a, he's only a third grader. He's not a fourth grader, and I don't want him to get beat up by those kids. So it was just obvious to me that the system was really broken. Uh, it was pretty much all the good kids would be twos and above, and there weren't enough of them uh, to even make their own brackets using that information. And then everybody else was a one, and that meant ones were intermediates and beginners. And there's such a wide gap in skill between intermediates and beginners. So I just set out to figure out a rating system for wrestling. I had no idea that it was going to evolve into something that you know could do live pairing and pair people up on the fly and let them request matches. All I wanted to do was, let's figure out a good way to track the skill like they do in chess. Um, so I, I searched and searched and searched, and I finally found a software developer who'd built a rating system for something else. Uh, and we worked together, and we got the semblance of a rating system down. And once we had the rating system down, that's kind of when the light bulb went off and said, wait, we could use this for live pairing. We could now structure it so that way people are only there for whatever time limit we want and get them as many matches as we want to give them. It kind of puts all the control in our hands um, and lets us match the kids up appropriately. So as soon as that happened, pretty much everything else went on the back burner and my life became 100% focused on solving all these math problems and uh, building Warzone. And, you know, a couple years later, here we are. We've got over 10,000 wrestlers in our database now. We did over 100 events last year. Uh, we're growing super fast, and I'm having a ton of fun. And it has opened up a lot of different, other different avenues for me to uh, explore. So I'm... Pretty stoked about the future. Yeah, man, I'm glad that there's finally some kind of like rating system because you like you. That's what um, you know. I think why a lot of people get attached to jujitsu is because when you go to a competition, you're going to get paired against another uh, white belt or blue belt or you know someone that is going to give you you know they may be really good on the end of that spectrum, but you can have an expectation to have at least a competitive match. And I love the fact that you said chess.com because that's exactly what I thought. I'm like this is exactly like chess.com. I love it. I you know I wish they had this around when I was a kid. Um, which you know, speaking of, is there any you know I, I I could see this working, you know, beyond K through twelve. Is there any ambitions to move on to maybe grow the sport you know in the you know the post scholastic form? So, what the ages that we cater to are totally determined by who registers. So it's it's interesting because uh, one of my my friends runs Iron Faith in Rhode Island, uh, and he, they're also college coaches, and they're, they're young guys, they're fresh out of college that you know now run a club, 
And so they've got a lot of following at the college level. And when they run an event, it's mostly college guys, which is, is really cool. It, it always depends, like, who's that critical mass that initially registers. Uh, and then it kind of draws people in based on that. So sometimes we'll do an event in a region, and it's like, this is mostly high school kids or mostly youth or mostly open. Uh, that's just kind of the way it goes. I got it. So maybe I would. I said I'd be. I would. I know Jason said uh, they had one at North Bay Haven last year that had like sixty people, and I was sad that I missed it. So you know, maybe it's just one of those things we keep talking about. Maybe you know, one day we'll have a hundred hundred uh, people in the open division signed up. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, th I think it kind of work. Registration kind of works like a magnet, where the the bigger your mass of people registered, the further it attracts people from. You know, if you ever an event that's got two adults registered, it might not really track it, track anyone from far away. But if there's already like 50 or 60 events, uh, adults registered, people are going to travel because they know they're going to get a good experience there. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a, something I'm going to keep my eye on. Um, do you, so how did the grind come about? You know, I know we were talking about pre-show uh, pre a little bit about that and you're like, I'm going to save it because it's, yeah, it's a, it's a story. So I'm excited to hear about that story. All right, so I was mountain biking with one of my former wrestlers who was, I think he was like 24 at the time. His name's Alex. And uh, we're on the way home from our, from our, our trip. I've, no, I've known him for like 10 years, and he's talking to me about you know what he wants to do with his life. And he feels a little bit lost, but he knows that he wants to um, make movies. And he's talking about how he's, he's going to move to Hollywood and try to make it in Hollywood. And I ask him, like, have you ever written anything? And he hasn't, he hasn't written anything. So I kind of talk him out of the idea because you probably don't – you probably should get good at writing before you try to make it. And somehow it just popped to both of us, like, why don't you just start trying to make a reality show out of what I've got going on? Because there's, there's a lot of emotional energy and drama surrounding me and all these wrestlers. Why don't you see what you can do? And – that was it. He got super excited about it, and he went to work on the project. Um, and now, this guy, Alex, he is not like a normal person. Like, normal people, you know, maybe they follow through, maybe they don't, maybe they put 40 hours a week into it. Alex is the type of person who rode his bicycle from the southern tip of Florida to the northern tip of Alaska, nonstop. He's, he's gone on like 600-plus mile runs where he does it in two weeks, so he's just, you can imagine, he's the type of person that just gets into the zone and doesn't stop other than to sleep, eat, and then he'll get back into it. So he, he just started putting in like 80-hour weeks on it, uh, and he, it was so much fun to produce, and, and uh, the content was great. So, you know, that was it. We, we kept going, and we've made about 22 episodes so far. Alex is no longer with us, unfortunately, uh, but I still talk to him all the time. Um, and now I have a new person running the show, and I'm super excited. Their first episode may come out tonight. Uh, I just have to screen it. I'm probably going to screen it after this show. Uh, so stay tuned. So, <clears throat> Jason, um, circle back around to your the Warzone Rapid Bracket topic. Um, you know, we've talked – about the exposure here in the North Florida area, and it's it's a tremendous thing. As Jordan said, you know, would have been a great tool to have 10, 20 years ago because I think the way tournaments were run, um, at least in this area, it, 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 it discouraged a lot of wrestlers, and it certainly discouraged the network of parents that 
were vehicles to and from the tournaments, had to sit around all day long. So the question I have is, where else is this being exposed to? Have you had success um, all over the United States with this? And, and what are your plans to you know, keep the marketing going? Yeah, I just want to differentiate between the two for anyone who doesn't know. So Warzone is the live pairing system that I was talking about before, where we pair wrestlers up on the fly with other wrestlers who are similar to them in age, weight, and skill. Rapid Brackets is a different software that uh, does a really good job determining what time wrestlers should arrive for a bracketed tournament and then running their event with the same amount of time in between each match. Uh, so it's just a really fast way to run through a bracketed tournament so you're not there for eight hours. Uh, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, so <clears throat> on that note, um, I believe that right right now the software has, has currently been run in, and I could be wrong on this number, I think it's 32 states that that we've hit over the, the since the beginning. Um, a lot of those were done, you know, prior to prior to me joining the company this past July. So I've I've only been with the company five six months. Um, but recently, our our marketing efforts have yielded a lot of different people from a lot of different states wanting to run these. Um, and so we booked, uh, you know, with my Pennsylvania connections, I've been fortunate enough to. I spent 12 to 14 years, I don't know the exact, coaching up there, plus all the time I you know, competed and, and wrestled in college and all that stuff. So I, I've developed quite a network in, in throughout Pennsylvania, and uh, a lot of people are very receptive to it. So I'm actually going to be flying up to Pennsylvania from December, beginning of December through uh, mid-December, and we'll be running two very large tournaments uh, in, in the heart of Pennsylvania. So one is at uh, my alma mater, which is Bell Vernon High School, which is right in the heart of the WPIAL. And then the other is at Upper Perky Omen, which is uh, right in the heart of the District 11, which is, you know, Easton and Nazareth and guys like Jordan Oliver and, and you know, other very big names on the international scene came from that region. So... Right now, um, you know, I, I'm not mentioning a lot of the other states. We've got Western Michigan has really taken on to it recently. Um, but for the most part right now, it has been Midwest to Eastern. Um, we're definitely trying to get into, you know, your Californias and your, your Nevadas and out West. But, but for now, it's kind of really taken off on the Eastern side of the country. Um, and, and I'm under the impression that when you introduce it wide scale to a state like Pennsylvania that uh, really has a wrestling culture like I spoke of before where, you know, kids kids that come up through Pennsylvania, a, a six-year-old, his dad wrestled, his grandpa wrestled, great-grandpa wrestled, you, you got four or five generations that that kid is going to be a wrestler and he's going to be a darn good wrestler. So when you start spreading a format like this to that area, I, I think a, a widespread will really start to happen. Um, and it's not that, that we've, you know, the other states that we've been in aren't good wrestling states. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot of good wrestling all over the country. Um, but, but I think that, yeah, the adoption of Pennsylvania, Ohio, states that are traditionally known as, as very good wrestling states, I think that'll uh, that'll really be a catalyst that that we need to get it uh, throughout the country. So, you know, 
from my perspective, the war zone is super, super good for beginners and advanced. You know, the idea that you can have a novice kid that's never wrestled before enter, and he's likely only going to wrestle other novice kids based on the way the system works. And he's only going to be there for two hours. He or she's only going to be there for two hours, uh, guaranteed 100% of the time. It's a two-hour time window. Um, it, it will really help uh, grow youth wrestling in that, you know, a lot of a lot of kids quit because mom just went to a tournament for the first time ever, and it took her 12 hours. She watched her kid get his face, you know, mopped on the mat uh, twice in, in 12 hours, and then she says, well, you know, football provides start and end times. Baseball, we know there's nine innings. Wrestling hasn't really had that before, and uh, and now we do, and I, I really do think it's a matter of time before you know it's adopted throughout the country, um, but you know it's uh, it's growing, it's definitely growing, and you know it, it's nice from from our perspective here in North Florida is truly, and I think Jason will admit uh, or, or you know speak to this, we've really kind of been the grand experiment of how a region can go from not a lot of youth wrestling opportunities four years later i mean we just we just had you know we've had tournaments with niceville last year had 224 wrestlers enter uh, a war zone and when i moved here five years ago and we started the club four years ago there were zero opportunities from a youth wrestling standpoint to really compete in the panhandle i think pace pace youth wrestling had one tournament that we hit Everything else was three-plus hours to an IOF tournament in Jacksonville. Four years later, Warzone has kind of enabled us to uh, grow and, and really see a transformation from the youth in the middle school scene over here. And it's not that that didn't exist previously. I'm not claiming that it didn't. Um, but I think it's just it's just grown at a, at a more rapid rate, and I really think that Warzone has been the catalyst for that. So we're, we're very much a, uh, a good region to look at in paper and say, you know, here's here's what happens if you adopt Warzone. You can go from, you know, having a, a smallish youth scene to, I, I would consider us a pretty large youth scene now over here in the Panhandle, which is phenomenal and not something that I that I expected to to be born from that initial call with Jason to run a Warzone. So it's been really really good for our area, I think, and I think a lot of coaches around here uh, will agree with that. Well, man, I, I definitely think it's going to be a huge thing that a lot of places adopt because it covers so many different um, it covers so many different problems that were you know plagued by a lot of the system at least here in North Florida. So I know, you know, the beginner problem wasn't always a big thing for me, but my problem I had is like I'd go to a tournament and because of my weight and experience level, I wouldn't really have too much competition. Whereas this eliminates that, and it's eliminating the weight classes, so there's no more weight cutting, you know, by the way, which love that. Awesome. Um, you know, it makes sure that you're going to get paired up with someone that's going to give you a match either way. And then the fact that you're going to get in there and out of there in two hours, it frees up so much bandwidth for the coaches and the parents, like you said, to get them more invested. The parents can focus, or the coaches can focus a little bit more. And, you know, I can see this getting extremely more streamlined throughout a bunch of teams as this continues to grow. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the numbers, you know, progress over and over and over and over year after year. Um, sure. So, Coach Layton, are you oh, – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, to your point, you know, we 
you hear a lot of talk about how Warzone is very good for the beginner, but to your point, it's also very good for the advanced, right? Because in your exact situation, Jordan, right, if you travel two hours for a tournament and you tech fall your way through the bracket, was that a good experience for you? Probably not. You, you know, yeah, you got to practice some things you generally don't. You know, you might know that you got a lead, and so now you can work on something that you're trying to add to your, you know, skill set or add to your tool bag or whatever. But really, that's not a great experience for an elite wrestler to go there and just dog everybody and, and walk away with four pins or four tech falls, whatever. Uh, yeah, Let me so. jump in, Jay. We're, we'll be able to find yeah, the sir. matches that wouldn't have occurred due to different divisions. So you could imagine that elite 9.9-year-old doesn't get to wrestle the elite 10.1-year-old at a lot of wrestling tournaments because they just don't get in the same division. Or the guy who was, you know, two pounds heavier than you ended up being in a higher weight class than you. But meanwhile, you guys were the perfect matchup for one another based on your size and skill. Warzone finds those matches and just makes the really close matches happen. No, I'm definitely excited. I think it's just, it's like you said, it's just so intuitive that, you know, when you look at it, you know, who... It, it, may, it makes me, it furious me that no one ever thought of it first, you know, but I'm glad that you were able to get the jump on that and get it going. Um, so Coach Jason and Coach Layton, you know, I know Coach Jason, you've been down here for a little bit um, working on the North Florida wrestling scene, and I know you, Coach J, uh, Coach Layton, had came down here for that tournament in Tallahassee. Um, what's your opinion of North Florida wrestling, um, you know, specifically you on you, Jason, and how it's grown? And then you, Coach Layton, were you surprised at North Florida Wrestling, or do you think it's you know a lot you know bigger than you anticipated or expected it? Because Florida isn't you know really a you know a state that's known for its wrestling or high numbers, particularly in the North Florida. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of sounds like you're asking you know the difference between North and South, and my experiences on that. And and truly, it is not the elites right your elite wrestler from florida is going to compete very well with your elite wrestler from pennsylvania the the true difference between the north and the south right now is depth that is through and through you know you might have some kids in pennsylvania that don't qualify for the state tournament and could come down here and place place in the florida state tournament and it's truly about depth and the amount of kids that get into it and stay into it because it's culturally the thing to do right you have cold, very cold winters up north. It's there's snow year round, or not year round, but you got snow for five months up north, and so those are the perfect times to spend in the gym. And you don't, you know, you it's just the thing you do in the winter up north. Um, and so, yeah, depth is the big thing. I mean, uh, talent wise down here, I'm seeing a lot of kids that can and do go go to these big national tournaments and place well. Um, the, the difference between the two is purely depth and the amount of kids that start the sport and stay in the sport long enough to be competent and understand all the technical nuances that just come with time and mat time and, and being out there. And, and I feel like in Florida, uh, not just Florida specifically, but in, in the South, there's so many other things to do that wrestling hasn't quite been a priority, whereas up North... It's just culturally a generational thing that, that you know, you just do it because your dad did it or your grandpap did it or, or whatever. And uh, that provides a whole large, massive pool of wrestlers that are all pretty competent at wrestling and all kind of follow that iron sharp and iron mentality where they're constantly wrestling week in and week out. 
and they have no for, no choice but to improve their skill sets to keep up with the Joneses, pretty much. Um, and and I think that's what's being built in North Florida right now, from a youth level. Is we're really starting to get a whole lot of kids that have been at it for three, four, five years that are starting to to grasp very complex techniques. You know, we got a nine-year-old on our team that rides legs and crab ride like a champion at nine years old, and it's like, you know. Those types of things uh, only increase the the skill set of the entire field, which then increases, you know, when this group of panhandle kids gets into high school, I think you're going to see uh, the panhandle present themselves at the state tournament very, very, very well. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's growing, um, and it's and it's going to continue to grow. You have a lot of a lot of really uh, good and knowledgeable people from here to Panama City and over, up into Alabama, up into Georgia, that are all supporting what we're all doing in this area, uh, have all kind of come together and said, hey, if we're going to run a tournament here, we'll all come to it and we'll all make each other better. And, and you know, long term, that's going to have a very good effect on, on how we start pumping out, uh, you know, big name kids into the high school state tournament and, you know, into college ultimately. So, yeah. I, I think uh, right now we lack on depth, but long term I do not see that to be an issue. Well, man, good on you. The coach, the coach Layton had mentioned it earlier, and I forgot to mention it. Like he said, you know, kind of rally, rallying the tribes, and that's a very, you know, very accurate in North Florida. There's always really good tribes, but it wasn't very cohesive. So, you know, if you've been playing a big part on getting everybody on the same page, thank you for that because that's been a, something that's plagued the area for you know too long, honestly. Well, uh, I'm gonna give credit where it's due. Just real quick, Jay, I'm going to give credit where it's due. Jordy Folk over in Panama City, he organized the troops. He uh, he started a little Facebook group for us. Started out with me, him, and three or four others. And as youth clubs got organized and started introducing themselves and all that, it just constantly gets added to. We now have 80-plus 80, 80 coaches in a little Facebook group, thanks to Jordy's efforts on kind of collaborating and getting everybody together. Um, and then a whole bunch of others has, have stepped up, you know, in the three years since that's been built. And uh, we've really got a nice network that you post a tournament flyer and you know that 20 clubs are going to come support it because they're all in one place. And, and we can all kind of communicate with, you know, a quick little type of the fingers. And, and now you've got a tournament brewing. So it's, uh, it's been good. And I definitely want to give credit to Jordy on that because he, uh, he orchestrated that all. So. He's been he's been banging away on that for about ten years, so that's good. I'm glad, appreciate you giving him up. So I've known Jordy for a while, and he's been banging on trying to get this movement going. So I'm sure he's gonna appreciate the shout out. Sure. So that's something that I've noticed uh, as I've been you know around the country, um, and it's that the more experienced regions that have just had wrestling for longer, um, while the wrestling is better there because of the experience. Uh, the amount of politics is by far worse, and it slows down the growth. Um, you know, once wrestling wrestling becomes a very political sport, um, and in the newer regions, the coaches are so excited to work with one another, uh, which I think is great, and I think is the only way that wrestling can actually grow as a sport. Um, so, to me, I think the 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 new regions they're going to have a big advantage in the future if we can kind of. Um, be a little bit help them with the governance a little bit 
Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that's going to take time. Same thing with the Warzone results. You know, you can already see the results now, but I'm sure the results now in comparison to what they're going to be in about five years is going to be just, you know, it's going to pale in comparison. So, I mean, it's just it's just same thing with what Jordy was doing, you know, just banging away at it, you know, keeping consistent, persistent, waiting for the right people to get in place, like Coach Jason, you know, and then him being able to get in contact with you, Coach Layton. You know, I think that, People will look around, uh, look back at this time as a big period for North uh, North Florida wrestling, and really South, you know, South the South in general, you know, really getting a chance to to show its stuff, you know, just like you were saying, Coach Jason. Like I would always, you know, you'd get that a lot if you were a Florida guy or someone was talking about Florida from another state. They'd be like, "Oh, Florida's not a good wrestler, not a good wrestling state." And like that, like you were saying, the elite can compete with the elite. But it's just we don't have enough depth to, like you're saying, just keep on throwing them out there and then have guys, you know, multiple guys standing at the end of these national tournaments. And I'm hoping that the, the renewed numbers that this, you know, war zone should bring will finally bring more and more college wrestling down south. So, you know, we Florida boys don't have to go off to, you know, Tennessee or, you know, Pittsburgh or where, like, you know, wherever, which nothing wrong with them. But if you can stay home and save a little bit of money, it's. You know, extremely helpful for a uh, you know a a student athlete. Yeah, we uh, you know as as coaches in this area, you can kind of see the tide changing in that just from a youth perspective. Obviously, we've got a ton of high school programs who have who have done well, um, but from a youth perspective, you just kind of see from where we were when we first did this war zone with, uh, with when Leighton flew down two years ago to do that first war zone. Um, to where we are now, not just in the numbers, but in the skill sets. You see more and more kids, you know, understanding complex chain wrestling, where two years ago they didn't understand how to do a double leg properly. And they're just, you've you got a lot of kids and a lot of adults putting in a lot of work in the wrestling room to make sure that their skills are sharpened for Saturday or Sunday. And uh, and that's that, that mat time is invaluable, and... It's all about putting the work in, and, and a lot of people have been putting the work in. I really do think that you're going to see a change in, uh, a continued change in, in the culture. And, and to Jason's point about the new region, you know, we're very fortunate down here that we all get along. We all, you know, we all want to compete with each other and beat each other, and everybody likes to win. But at the end of the day, we've, we've all kind of realized that we're building something better for the next generation than what we had. Um, and you know, it's, it's a collaborative effort and it's, it's worked very good so far. And I really think you're going to see a change in that depth that we've spoken to in the next 10 years, just because it's becoming more uh, of a, of a wrestling culture area, which is really nice to see. All right. So, so here's the future of the sport that I see it in the way it's going to grow and the way that it will be organized in the future. A national rating system with accurate ratings for all wrestlers that can always be used, um, integrated with every single type of event style that exists. Uh, so whether it is, you know, our live pairing format with Warzone, or a bracketed format that moves very quickly, or dual meet formats, every single match the ratings must be tracked on. It's very important for the growth of the sport. Um, in addition to that, much improved organizational abilities for event directors. Um, the sport needs help on the dual meet side of things. Right now, there's these major national dual meet events that are going on. They're super exciting for all the wrestlers who participate. 
but the organization of it is very challenging for each team. Uh, this is all stuff that can be streamlined uh, and will be um, in the years to come. And I just think it's going to make the growth of the sport happen a lot quicker. Um, in, a different, in addition to that, there will be uh, technological advancements on the club side of things as far as managing the club and the team's activities and the wrestlers. Um, and I'm really looking forward to building all of this stuff. Do you think that there is a future that has a, um, you know, not to bring back an old trademark, but real pro wrestling league, you know, some kind of professional, um, you know, whether it's scholastic or international style league in the United States? I don't know. Um, it could happen, but um, this is my kind of my talking point about the excitement of watching wrestling. While wrestling is really exciting, uh, it's far more exciting to watch people that you care about wrestle. It's one of the only sports where this is true. Uh, you know, if you're going to watch like a youth soccer game where your six-year-old plays, it's it's not super exciting. Um, but to watch your six-year-old in a wrestling match, you know, is like you'll be at the edge of your seat. Every time I ask a parent that you know goes to wrestling competitions, what's more exciting, watching the Super Bowl? or watching their kid in a big match. Every single one of them says their kid in a big match, without exception, um, which is really interesting. And I think that is the secret to to growing the sport. I think it's, it's allowing people to watch the people that they care about when their emotions are on the line. Um, and if the sport gets popular enough, then sure, I, I do believe it's possible for there, there to be some type of uh, professional sport. But... Look, I, I do wrestling, you know, I'm 100% into it. It's, it's like one of my favorite things on the planet. I'm like the biggest fan. But I'll tell you this right now, watching the Olympic finals is not as exciting as watching an overtime match with a kid that I coach. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I, hope, I hope that it gets to a point, you know, maybe like with the war zone and the big numbers, you know, you start having those people growing from the North Florida that go up to a big, you know, same thing with fighters. You know, see a lot of the UFC fighters that, you know, you probably don't care about an entire card, but you start caring about, you know, an, an individual fighter. But, man, I'm so happy with, like, that you guys are involved in North Florida wrestling. You know, you know Coach Jason being down here, um, working in the Tallahassee area, which is a huge hotbed of talent. And, you know, Coach Layton, you doing all this stuff to really grow the sport in meaningful ways that, you know, I, I think is going to pay extreme dividends in the next, you know, five, ten years, you know, and even in the short term. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where this is going. And as, you know, me and my dad have been in North Florida wrestling for a very long time, I think this is probably the most momentum and most, uh, you know, experienced coaching staff across the board, across North, North Florida. So I think this is a great time. And, you know, just from on behalf of North Florida Wrestling, I want to tell you, you know, say I appreciate both of y'all and the time and effort that y'all are putting in to grow this area that, you know, y'all, you, you, Jason, are calling home and Coach Layton, you're, you know, putting your putting your baby project out there, you know, see, seeing it grow. Thank you, yeah, Jordan. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's been really fun to call Tallahassee. Actually, I'm, in, I'm down here in Wakulla. Um, but it's been it's been fun to call North Florida home, and and it's been fun to watch the wrestling growth uh, in the past few years. And and you know when we talk about the future, I I cannot wait to see some of these kids that I've I've seen progress and grow as youth kids. I cannot wait to start watching them 
make make names for themselves at the high school level and beyond. And uh, you know, I share Jason's sentiment with you know, wrestling is one of my favorite things on the planet. It's uh, it's fun to do and it's more fun to coach. And uh, I'm really happy to be a part of what we got brewing here in North Florida for sure. Well, all right, man, we won't take too much more of y'all's time. Like I said, we appreciate the time that you've given us, um, you know, both on the on the show today and, you know, behind the scenes, you know. Uh, so we, we hope to have you guys on again, you know, whenever uh, whenever you guys have time. Coach Jason, I look forward to seeing you in Grappling House at all the tournaments in North Florida, you know, given nice little wrestling academy it's run for the money. Hopefully you guys come out to the camp this uh, November 11th through 13th, kick off the facility, you know, open it up in style. Yeah, on that note, we are sending a, a good bit of kids over. I actually uh, I talked to Chris, and, and it, I think our conversation was one of the reasons uh, he, he decided to open up youth because I have uh, five, six, seven kids that I said, hey, I think they're ready. I want them to be a part of this, but they're not in high school yet, but I promise you they'll pay attention, they'll listen. Uh, and the next thing I knew, he opened up a youth section for it. So we're excited. We're sending over a bunch. Uh, I've seen a lot of Connor's work and technique. And prior to this camp even being announced, I've been telling my kids, get down to Tampa Bay. If you can get in and, and watch how this guy instructs, because he posts all his videos on Facebook. Uh, Connor has a, a way, and I've never met him yet, um, but he has a way of describing very complex situations and, and techniques in a way that uh, he kind of not dumbs it down, but he, he makes it very clear and concise and makes you understand it. Um, so I think he's going to do a really good job for this area, and I'm, I'm really glad Chris and, and all of you at Niceville have brought him up into our area. We will, we will definitely, definitely support that. Well, Coach Chris does a lot of the legwork at that one. You know, like I said, extraordinary people in a uh, you know, time that we need it. But I said I'll let you all get out, get out of here. I, mean, I appreciate you all. You all take care of yourselves. I'll see you a little bit sooner, probably, Jason. Yep. Well, uh, I'll, at the very least, I will see you uh, on the on the nineteenth at North Bay Haven for the uh, next Rapid Brackets event. Yeah, you'll watch me uh, watch me gasping for air in about the second period. <laughs> hopefully, I, hopefully we could put that gold medal around your neck afterwards, buddy. I'll keep on going for it. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. That's it for us here at the North Florida Wrestling Show. We thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more coaches' interviews. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions on how we can give you a better product. We'll see you next week. Wrestle on.